Rest in peace, the screw tonight, we take it slowly. Welcome back to another episode of Lucha Creatives. Today I am joined by one of my best friends in the entire world. We literally had to redo this podcast because we had so much fun on the last podcast. It was amazing. But I want to make sure we have a very succinct message about who you are and how awesome you are. So um, as we said before the podcast, you're going to kind of give the, the intro story of how we met. Ready? Tiffany Potter. Here we go. <laughs> awesome. Well, thanks so much for having me on, Rob. Most ridiculous um, intro of my life. <laughs> so basically, the way Rob and I met was I started creating LinkedIn content, and I found that LinkedIn was a great way to reach out to people whose value I really connected with. Um, and I, at the time, was a college senior looking for a job with a lot of creative ambitions. And so listening to Meet the Creatives was like so – it just fed my like career – necessities like I felt like I had a virtual career mentor in my pocket and I would even like write I down I love that line dude you just come out with these lines you say say <laughs> things in passing that like I'm writing down as like mission statements for my life That's oh hilarious. I love that thank you so much what was but, it, a, virtu- um, a virtual in a pocket what was that line it was like a virtual career mentor resource in a pocket like that's literally what it that's was the though new, like that's the new he- on my Instagram that's what's gonna say from that one <laughs> hey that makes me happy thank you sorry um, go ahead go ahead no, no, no. Uh, but yeah, basically, like, I reached out to you, and then I was, like, sto- so stoked, because you, like, immediately responded, and then, you know, just did some following up, and then eventually was able to interview you for my, at the time, it was a video series, and after we spoke, thanks to you, you helped push it into a podcast, uh, my podcast, Work in Progress. That's so crazy. Um, so, yeah, I mean, you told me to get it together. <laughs> In a weekend, basically, and that you would post <laughs> our episode as promo to it, and Speak I did to the that. Fire. Speak and to the fire. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You pushed me in the right direction. Now I'm posting new episodes every Monday and Friday for that podcast, and highlighting up and coming creators and their blueprint on how they got started to encourage other people to start their own projects. So, yeah, you're a big player in that. That That's whole. That's crazy. Well, I think the whole reason why I did that though is because, like, when I first started talking to you, and I realized that you were like a senior in college, and and I think about what I was like as a senior in college. I was like, you know, it's like skipping class and like negotiating on how I could like eke my way out of college. Um, but like when I met you, I was like, this girl is, I'm literally going to work for her one day. I literally like feel that way. I think that you're <laughs> so insightful and so smart. And um, it's weird. Like when you're in school and you're kind of coming up, there's kind of this like, you have to kind of learn as you go and things that only come from experience. But I just feel like you have like a really good attitude. So I was kind of, Happy to do what I could to, in my, in my little own small, humble way to put you on. But uh, yeah, the podcast thing is cool. It, it's, it's, we were talking about it before the show and, and what that's like. Um, so tell me about, you know, that was then and this is now. We've been friends for a while now, which is pretty crazy. Tell me about your podcast, you know, what it has kind of evolved to in present day, and, uh, and we'll go from there. Yeah, definitely. So as I said, like, Work, work in progress is all about people who are in their work in progress. So like, yes, we're all work in progresses, but what I really wanted to focus on was not the startup founder with, you know, a million to 2 million investing, but really, you know, that college student who decided to start their startup out of their dorm and is just getting things off the ground. Because I think for me, that was 
that was something that was really valuable, right? We listen to the Gary V's, the Mark Cubans of the world, and they seem so successful that it's almost like their success is unattainable. You know, no one ever interviewed Gary V when he was 25, when he was actually on the gr- on the grind. And right. that's what I hope to do through my podcast, because every guest I have on, I really believe that they're going to be successful and I believe in whatever they're doing. And I think if I can catch them early on in that process, that would be the most exciting thing, right? Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, I just catch up with them maybe 10 years from now, chilling in their man- mansion or well, whatever. So it, it could totally happen, too. It it's could. Like, yeah. It's really cool to see that that you're able to do that, and, and I'm able to do that. And, you know, uh, just recently my friend John Contino started the podcast, which is amazing. And some people kind of just come out of the gate, and they're able to kind of, um, you know, teach or inform or, or, you know, help people grow and learn, not only as, like, creative professionals, but as human beings. And the fact that we could all kind of pick up and do that. And the only thing that would stop us from doing that is our own excuses. I find that to be like really kind of like fascinating. What happened in your senior year? Like, was there a moment that kind of, I don't know, like for, like for me, there were just some nights in college where I would just be sitting around, around with like, not the wrong crowd, but just like negative minded people. Mm-hmm. And then I was just mm-hmm. thinking to myself, like in my mind, I was like, I'm going to smash life when I leave school. Yeah. I need to get yeah. away from this and like start something. And that's kind of mm-hmm. like where the gears started turning for me at the creatives. Did you have mm-hmm. a moment where you were just like, like what, 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 cause I just felt detached and mm-hmm. I wanted to connect. There wasn't like, it wasn't like this altruistic thing. What was like the thing that sparked it for you? Yeah, definitely. Like I'd say for me, it really started my junior year, like when I just started taking on projects and doing stuff outside of school. Mm -hmm. So my junior year after my fall career fair, I realized that there was really no reason for an employer to take specific interest in me unless I gave them a reason to. And so I started uh, taking on social media projects. I think at one point I was running like seven different social media accounts, all pro bono, which eventually led me to land a social media marketing internship and also get eventually paid for it by the end of the year. And then moving into senior year, I went abroad, went to study abroad in Madrid, came back. So it was winter. I had about six months to land a job. And for me, that was really critical that I landed a job right after graduation because my I'm from New Jersey, right? So I didn't want my parents paying for rent out in California when they had already paid like thousands of dollars for me to go to school out here. So it was kind of like a do, it wasn't like a do or die thing, but I made it like it was a do or die thing. Like mentally I was like, oh no, I'm getting a job. Like this has to happen. Yeah. Like your Um, parents are never going to let you fall flat on your face, but you don't want to have to make the phone call. mm -hmm, I've mm -hmm. lived that a thousand times in my life. Like where it's just been like, I've been right up against it because if I feel like if you're out doing things like going to Madrid or like, you know, just like randomly taking a few months off for like no real apparent reason other than you want to like explore things creatively. You kind of mm-hmm. are put in these positions where it's like these weird interactions with your parents where they're like, yeah. how's it going? You're like, I'm not sure. And they're like, well, that's, <laughs> that's disconcerting. Uh, and then, but then you kind of have to like, I don't know. That's another thing that I take a great pride in with the podcast um, is, and I think that you probably might feel the same way it's being able to kind of like help people in their journeys, like not only with like their career and like what to do, but like with themselves as people and, and kind of detaching themselves from maybe their parents or their uncles or, you know, whoever it's just somebody's negative bullshit to mm-hmm. kind of like, I don't know. I like to think of meet the creatives. And I think that your podcast does it too. I like, like to just think that like, I just picture like negative parents with like with their bad input or just like, you know, 
like naysayers and haters and then you just put your headphones on and the next thing you know it's just like undeniable value yeah that you can choose to act on or not not act on what has been your experience with that kind of stuff and and what's like what's the parts that really kind of get you excited like Mm -hmm. what are you hoping to do when someone like is on a train and picks your podcast like what's the what are you trying to get across yeah definitely so what I'm trying to get across and what the whole point of the podcast is to really encourage other people to start their own thing. And I know that's hard because when you say thing, it's like kind of super broad, right? But I can't tell you what to start. I can't tell you you should start a clothing line or that you should start a podcast or you should write your own book. Like that's really up to you. And that's why I like to have the guests be such dynamic characters from different landscapes. So I'm about to interview someone that has their own clothing line. I've interviewed podcasters. I've interviewed startup founders. I've interviewed so many people from all different ranges. And the one commonality that they all have is like, for the most part, everyone's under 25. And so that shows you like your inexperience is not an excuse, right? Like don't just think because, Oh, I've never taken a business class. I can't like start an app with some engineer friends or something like that. So or use like, what link, I, like LinkedIn learning or something like that. Yeah. Which will give you exactly. like, the, and I, know, I know you worked at LinkedIn, so I'm just gonna, you know, you're, gonna, no you're just gonna stay, <laughs> you're just gonna stay really quiet here. And I'm just gonna say this one quick thing about how awesome LinkedIn learning is because you can literally learn everything. Like for anyone that ever bitches about like not being able to like, I don't know, Photoshop. Well, like LinkedIn learning and, uh, prior to that, it was like, uh, lynda.com. And I think that it all kind of evolved and grew together. Um, to what it is now, but like all the answers are there. Like YouTube's kind of good, but like literally every single answer and exhausting detail is all there. And I think that's mm-hmm. absolutely incredible that you could do that. So like when people are like giving me that excuse, like, oh, I never learned. Well, it's out there and it's, yeah. affor- it's affordable. It's like yeah. basically the same amount that you would pay for your creative cloud service. So like, you know, if you, if you can go to a bar and go out with your friends and like make excuses, then you could theoretically allocate that same money and do something that's, you know, can inevitably change your life if you just have the patience to do it. So, Mm -hmm. And I think like also like another intent for the podcast is like, I know for me, this is a, is a struggle, like building self-awareness, which I think is so critical for like young people, um, like to define like what you are, who you are, like whether that be like an entrepreneur or whatever you want to do a podcaster. Right. But I think by listening to other people's stories, I hope that someone can identify with a certain guest and maybe work towards starting their own journey and whatever that means. But yeah, for me, it's just like, how can I build that self-awareness, basically talking to everyone I can and then just saying, hmm, that sounds interesting. Maybe I do want to start learning how to day trade or maybe I want to learn how to code or maybe I want to start my own business. And I hope that can communicate well to the guests as well. Like podcasts kind of allow you this... um like a Trojan horse mm-hmm. you can kind of like get anywhere you want to. I think that's really kind of fun. Like, you know what I mean? It's like, like normally if you were to ask them like, Hey, do you want to get coffee? They may not say yes. But then if you say I have a podcast and then we can share this conversation with the rest of the world, that is like, who doesn't want that? And people love talking about themselves too. So it can be. <laughs> yeah. I a hundred percent agree. I think the best thing that students can do and anyone honestly, but specifically students, cause that demographic typically it tends to have more time on their hands is to make a podcast because like you make a podcast, right? And especially if it's a podcast, something like yours, that's like directly associated with a a specific industry that someone might want to enter. Like that's just a great way to network with people. And like, that's ultimately what you want to do. Like I use LinkedIn to get my job at LinkedIn. Like it's anyone can do that, you know, like the internet is here to be used as a tool. So like 
But yeah. you have to be the one to decide that. Like, no one is going to do that for you. So, And there's a surprising amount of people who don't do that. Mm-hmm. But that does not, that's not an excuse to join them. That only means that there's more, like, everyone thinks that that person's not going to respond. But really, like, yeah. they're, like, most likely they're checking their phone just as impulsively as you are. Um, <laughs> so let's talk about, like, uh, your journey networking and, you know, meeting these people. You landed a job at LinkedIn. The food looks super awesome there. Um, I just went to Facebook recently. The food was out of this world. So Facebook and, and the folks that, you know, Mark Zuckerberg, they set a very high bar. But if LinkedIn is willing to have me for, for lunch or dinner, I'll come, come by. Through. I'll, come I'll through. I'll let you know which one's better. Um, but, yeah, so talk about, like, your journey networking, um, kind of what it was like when you first started out. How did you get traction? Did you experience rejection? Because... I think a lot of people that are going to listen to this particular episode are listening to this for the, you know, the networking side of things. So, yeah, definitely. And and that's something that I feel like I can speak to. Um, so yeah, basically I don't believe in applying to jobs. I don't think that's how you're going to get a job in the 21st century or at least in 2018. Um, and I kind of used LinkedIn to get my job. So how did I do that? Um, and I real quick intro, I don't think I mentioned this before. So actually, as of like January uh, 2018, LinkedIn introduced video into their algorithm, into their platform. And I knew that opportunity was going to be huge. So I, I started creating uh, LinkedIn content, specifically video content, nine months ago. And that has afforded me a lot of amazing opportunities. It actually ended up like having companies reach out to me, individuals reach out to me for advice and things like that, which is cool. I actually just spoke on a panel for young LinkedIn leaders. And that was crazy. Cause like I, I would have easily been sitting on like in the chair, you know, and right. then nine months later I'm here talking in front of people. And so basically what I think it really comes down to is being super intentful. And I'm going to give you guys like basically reiterate what I just spoke on the panel about. These are three things that any college student, anyone looking for a job can do. The first one is to download or make yourself a, cal- a Calendly or a Wix site, something that when you're exchanging between two people, schedules or time to meet that you can quickly send over to them and be like, hey, can you book a time at this? It eliminates any back and forth and gets straight to the point so that you don't have to do constant follow-ups and go back and forth on it. It makes you look more legit too. Right. Uh, the second thing is, and this to, this tip is completely from a content creator on LinkedIn called Amy Jones, so feel free to connect with her if this brings you any value. She mentions uh, creating video messages within LinkedIn. So you can use this uh, tool called Loom, useloom.com, and create video messages. And I was actually sending people links to the video messages. So there was like a startup I really wanted to work for. I actually sent the CEO a video message of me. He didn't get back to me, but the VP of marketing did get back to me. Um, and when you're reaching out to people who are at a, such a high level, it really matters to re- like look at the content, look at what they care about because LinkedIn like allows you to do so because people post articles on LinkedIn, they post, they post written posts, whatever oh, that is. Sure. And that's easy talking points. Like that's easy, like intro, you know, like, yeah, Hey, sure. I put your article. Oh, I'm from New Jersey too. <laughs> yeah. People are like, yeah. what do you say? Like anything stupid. Just like, you know, like what would you say at a bar? Like, Oh, we've got the chicken fingers word. Like, you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. you just kind of mm-hmm. can strike it up. It's so, yeah. And LinkedIn is weird like that. You can definitely like triangulate people. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like you can just kind of follow like the senior leadership there and be like, okay, mm-hmm. they like this. And yeah, it's, it's weird because you kind of, at first you kind of do it like, um, you're kind of just like looking to like network in like the professional yeah. sense. And then eventually yeah. you like 
almost not by accident, but it's it's kind of funny because you like you end up becoming great friends with them. Like um, mm-hmm. James Rossini from um, who I've talked about a million times on this podcast. I met him through LinkedIn, and uh, that's his, amazing. Yeah, his his uh, Medium articles, and he wrote um, you know as uh, he wrote something about his father and. You know, a whole bunch of really, like, from the heart stuff. I just messaged him and be like, hey, this is really great. Um, and, like, from that, a lasting friendship was, was, was born, as well as, like, probably a hundred other people uh, that I've met through the LinkedIn network. So, I've, you know, and I have a, a thank God for LinkedIn. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And, all, and all of them, really. I, I, I think that these are, like, LinkedIn, it's all, like, the faces of the Internet, as Gary says, like, it's at the same time though it's just amazing that we can all connect and I think that that's such a blessing and whenever I, I, I feel like I'm down or like the industry doesn't care I remind myself that there is unlimited utility that can come from platforms like LinkedIn like fill in the blank but the fact that you can do that it's amazing it really is and to see it like be downloaded around the world too like you're going to Simplecast and like you see it's downloaded around the world you're like holy fuck that's mm-hmm. so crazy I'm big in England. This is awesome. Yeah. Oh my God. yeah, it's pretty cool. And I think that just like speaks to like, I don't know, you, you like people are really scared to like put themselves out there, I think. And it's like for good reason, right? Like I think a lot of people shy away from video on LinkedIn and like, I understand that can be scary, but at the same time, it's like, you'll never know who would resonate with your story until you put that out there. Yeah. So like, it's just really cool because like also that just affords you certain opportunities because you make a video about like, oh, I like this or I like that. And then instantly people are like messaging you like, oh, hey, I like this too. And that's just like an easy way to build relationships and connections. And yeah. I don't know, something I've learned. I think that social media at times can be kind of uh, a, a bit alarming and how divisive it can be and, and how much it can splinter and everyone can kind of just shut each other out. But at the same time, though, like if you talk about something that's meaningful and you get a conversation started, you know what I mean? Like, just think about, like, us, just, like, randomly. Like, what causes two people to DM each other? You know what I mean? It's, like, <laughs> it's just, like, this weird gravity out there on, like, the internet. And um, I don't know. I feel like some people might hear this and they might think that, that I'm a little bit, like, too optimistic about it. But, I mean, like, mm-hmm. I just find it, it's, it, it gets me, like, excited to think about the amount of connections that you could make. It's, it's literally unlimited forever. Like you, yeah. you know, like if you were to think about all the times you just randomly scroll through your phone, like what if all of that time throughout the entire course of your day, you just allocated that towards networking and growing and building a community, and that's incredible. And I, that's why I get kind of pissed off myself because I don't really have the self discipline to. Uh, <laughs> it's tough. It yeah. is tough to like, do it day that's... in and day out because I'll have like a good day, but I can't do like seven good days can't do it every day yeah Yeah, that's and that's what I was doing for like well basically I'm still doing like on LinkedIn for like nine months and like it's it it gets really like it's a lot it's like a commitment for sure and not everyone has to do this it totally depends on your usage but just understand that if you are going to create content it's like you have to give you have to give and take there's no like taking so you can't put something out and expect it to do well without engaging with other people and interacting and like getting to know other people on the platform like if you're going to if you really want to create content you really want to that content to succeed there's a lot of back end work that goes into it it's like the phone calls yeah. that the connecting offline it's the commenting on everything you see it's the you know not just like oh great posts like deep meaningful comments and right. it's it's a lot and i think that people definitely underestimate how much goes into it 
if you could go back and kind of give yourself some advice, um, like when you kind of first started out or like when you were, had all that doubt, like when you were in school, like what would that be? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if I could do anything, I'd go back to like when I was 10 years old and I would tell myself to stop watching hours of TV and actually learn how to either code, use Adobe Premiere, start making videos. Because I think like something that just hits me a lot is when I listen to these content creators and they're my age, they're like, Oh yeah, I've been making videos since I was like seven, you know, like I, it started off like I was just using iMovie and all this. And it's a very common story. You hear it over and over again with the young, with the young successful content creators, right? Videographers, whatever it is. And the thing is that I think people fail to realize that environment plays a lot into it. At the time I didn't learn what coding was until I was like 18 and I was at a school where they had computer science. Like I had no idea what that was. No one in my family ever told me like what that was or, and also like I was just thought that watching TV like during my childhood was normal because all my friends watched TV. None of my friends were like, you know, coding or Photoshop or any no, of those things. I was the you... same way. I would like, I'm literally like learning. Yeah. I think I learned in the past year what I was supposed to learn. I've been on like, like overdrive. But I also uh-huh. learned in the past year, like what I should have learned in, in college, if I was yeah. paying attention. <laughs> so totally. yeah, and I was definitely like a '90s kid, like fully into like Good Burger and Power Rangers and you know <laughs> all that and all that stuff. So like going back and watching it now, I was I yeah. was definitely not coding. I really only I honest to God, like everyone thinks I'm like some overachiever. I did not really start truly giving a shit until like my senior year of college. I'm just about Same. committing to something. I always like mm-hmm. had a good, you know, had jobs and shit, but in terms of being like, well, this is my life now. I never really, yeah. Yeah, I think it was, it was like similar to me. So, like, when did you have that moment with the podcast where you like got totally obsessed? Was there like Wait, one like, night where like where it hit you, or like you just started like crying or something? I'm like, was there, yeah. a, or was there, like a, a series of moments? I'm just curious to know. Mm-hmm. I love these little like weird moments in yeah. time that no one. No one really hears about because there's no one, nowhere like really to share them. But those mm-hmm. moments really are like you know, the most powerful experiences of your life. Is those moments of like self-realization. So true. No, it's, it's it is really so true. So I was on a friend of mine. Corner in New York somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> so I was on my friend's uh, podcast. His name is Brandon Marquez. He runs the Two Americans podcast. And at the time, I had no idea like how successful his podcast was. He just reached out to me, ironically, on LinkedIn. Oh, he reached like, out to me, by the way. Yeah, I heard. You should definitely go on it. Go on it. It's a great podcast. Going, He's a I'm really going. cool dude. I He's totally like a good off. friend of mine now. Like, I yeah. But basically, like... <laughs> I went on that, right? And then I think like he posted it and then the next day he's like, oh, your podcast is on the iTunes charts. And I think eventually it climbed to like number three under arts. And I think just having that sort of validation that, okay, this podcast, like the content is there. It's just that the people don't know about it. And it's like, how can I expedite that process to where like my, that that's not a one-time occurrence, you know, like I want my I want my podcast to be successful. And yeah, it's arbitrary, like iTunes drop. Like who knows what goes into that? Who knows how it actually works? But hey, like no one can take that from me. Like people I feel like didn't take my podcast very seriously until that happened. And then when I posted it on Instagram, of course, everyone's like, oh my God, let me listen to your podcast. Like that's so cool. That only gets gets weirder too. Sometimes it's it's like not, it's like, I don't know, people, 
I feel like don't really, and it's always the people that are closest to you, right? Like they don't really take what you're doing like that seriously or like maybe you'd like for them to take more interest in it and they don't. So it's like those moments where you can like kind of, and not that I'm like trying to prove people wrong, but that's kind of like what lights the like fire within, right? Like you have something to prove and the people who are like, I feel like the most successful are the people who think like the world's against them and they're trying to prove something. Like I'm definitely like that, but I really have nothing to prove to anyone. Like my parents will support me regardless. Like my family will still love me, but yeah. I put that mentality in myself. Like, yeah, oh, like, I, I'm like I love my dad and he's like my best friend and we're more like brothers, but I swear to God, like 30% of the, of the success of this podcast was predicated on my dad not believing me enough. We have a great relationship. Very supporting father. He's the reason I'm as creative as I am. He's like taking movies of me and stuff. Like just his comments, like his, his, his doubt, which came, which is so funny because like now I'm older and I realize it's from a place of anxiety and I failed to communicate with him, which is a totally, you know, other thing. So, you know, I think like hindsight's 2020 and I wish I communicated better with like what I was intending to do before I just like left him in the dark about it and just kind of turned into a bigger thing. But what was like really weird though is that like, that motivated me. But for me, it was like, I realized that no matter how big of a wave you make, it has to be for you. Like looking for affirmation is no way to lead your life. Like look for affirmation, like from yourself. Let's do some fun stuff. We're going to switch it up and have some fun. Cool. Let's do it. So tell me about your, um, your flex with food page, which I love. I don't even need to look it up. I like knew the name right out of the gate. Hey, that makes me happy. Thank you. Yeah. For um, sure. Yeah, so basically, like, Flex With Food is a Instagram page slash community that combines streetwear and food. So, like, basically, I feel like I just saw this need in the market. Like, yes, there's a lot of foodie accounts, and that's originally what mine started off as was, like, a foodie account. But I wanted to differentiate it in some way. And I felt like the best way to do that was to combine two things, like, millennials love, which is food and like streetwear fashion and so that's basically like what the page is about and it's pretty cool like occasionally people will tag us in pictures of them doing it which is like the most ideal i'd love yeah 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 it's pretty cool like because the following is not that large so it's like for people to actually be doing it and like not just for a big repost is like exciting because it means they actually believe in it and yeah, anyone listening, definitely flex with food and tag me so we can make this thing pop off. <laughs> and you, you have, like, the coolest, like, wardrobe ever. You wear, like, all the stuff that the cool kids wear. Like, I, I, I see your <laughs> stuff, and I'm like, I don't have any sense of fashion. Like, I really don't. You wear, like, pink Supreme sweatshirts. And how does, like, the fashion stuff tie in? Like, how do you see that, like, down the road? I mean, for me, I, I think of the this like that specific fashion as more of, like, a culture thing. It's just, like, so tight so closely tied with like hip-hop and that that's own culture and like street culture itself um but luckily like I have like me and my boyfriend run the account and uh he's like very I don't know I don't want to say entrepreneurial but he's really smart about like getting money I guess and like he flips a lot of the clothes so a lot of a lot of the pieces on there like are either like he bought them and then eventually sold them so that's amazing yeah that's kind of how we get new content for it so it works out pretty well so this has been literally amazing i think that we absolutely crushed this one uh i had so much fun in the last one too maybe we'll release it too we'll see if people demand it we will give it to them i just have to find it i don't know the iCloud keeps like robbing my files if people are wondering like what's taking so long, Steve, like I don't know, like I was gonna say Steve Jobs, like the iCloud hates me, and I always am having to download things and then re-upload them and download them. So, 
But thank you so much for doing this. This has been amazing. Um, I definitely am so happy to shine a light on someone like yourself uh, who's doing such a great thing that's really from the heart and is really genuine and real. And like you, like I said, you know, you take the time to get back to everyone, so that's super cool. Tiffany Parra, where can people find you online? Shameless self-promotion time. Anything that you want to promote? You can talk about oh, it right now. Oh, of course. I have plenty of things I want to promote. <laughs> um, Good yeah, answer. So I guess... Good answer. I like that. Everyone's like, oh, I don't know. <laughs> no, no, no. I, I, work, I work pretty hard on my projects, so I would love for anyone listening to check them out. Um, so the first I think, I think I'd really love for you guys to check out is probably my podcast work in progress. Uh, there's a couple other work in progress podcasts out there from some tech companies, but mine is the light blue one with the gear. So if you see that one, that's the one I'm talking about. Uh, and yeah, definitely check it out. Let me know what you think. And if you like it and if you don't like it, that's cool too, but send me a message either way on LinkedIn or Instagram DMs. I'm sure Rob will like have that in the show notes, but Definitely. connect with me on LinkedIn. Let me know what you think. And if you have any questions on anything, if you're someone looking for a job and then the other thing would be, you know, flex of food on Instagram. Bam. And yeah, I think that's pretty much it. I also just started a consulting thing on the side. So anyone that wants to do like the whole content, personal branding thing on LinkedIn, let me know. Cause I've been doing it for almost a year now and I've gained a lot of insights so i can share that but yeah connect with me on linkedin if you're interested in any of those things thank you really so much thank you throughout the south and it's new to um